0: Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA society. Not We've got a few recovery periods, we have your back, and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join, and the link is in the show notes for you. Okay, on with the show. Hey, and welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast, an adulting advice podcast production. I'm Danny Sheriff and this is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. Let's dive in. And guys, please remember that I am not a doctor and nothing on this show should be taken as medical advice. Always seek the advice of your physician. Hi ladies, I have some big news. This month, March 13th, is the last time we're offering the HA Society at $12.99 a month. And here is why. I have been running the Society now for like since September, which has been an amazing opportunity to try out what works, what doesn't and improve, improve, improve. And in April, some massive upgrades are starting. So we ran some numbers. The price is going to have to go up to be able to provide this. But I'm really excited about it. So in April, you will get immediate access to the entire community of women here, including the replays of all of the past community calls, all of the events with the experts. You'll get a one-on-one call with me to go over your story and get any big questions answered for you, get a game plan going. This is for a limited time only, probably for, you know, the next few months, or maybe the rest of the year, I'm not sure, but it's brand new. We haven't done this before, and I'm excited to bring it in just to get to know everyone one on one and be able to make sure you get started with your whole recovery plan. That you have all of your questions answered. Your whole first month is probably worth it in this one call alone. You'll also get Um, access to the ha podcast all of the early release episodes you'll get all of the upcoming community coaching calls and events with experts the ones coming up so you can start rsvping immediately and i have started to create some little gifts and send them out to the girls in the group who reached their own milestones so all that's really exciting it's a really cool community Aspect the biggest immediate change is that we're really upping the coaching aspect of the community. We're investing in more of the practitioner events where I'm going to be spending way, way more time in the DMs chatting one on one with you guys. So I think it's going to be amazing. And if you are at all struggling with your HA recovery journey, if you just want to connect with others, if you want to get your questions answered. This is a really great cost-effective way to get the support that you need. Coaching programs are in the hundreds and hundreds of dollars and they they only go for a certain period of time. But you will be able to remain a member of the HA Society, keep getting the support you need until you've recovered, not just your first period... But, you know, the subsequent as many as you want, honestly, because it's month to month. By the way, you can cancel anytime. time. There's no obligation there. But it's month to month. You'll keep getting support. And by the time you leave, you'll still have paid a lot less than you will for most other coaching programs. And the reason that we have it structured that way is just when you log in, you'll see the way that we run it makes it really efficient. It works really well. It's not all on me and my co host slash coach ashley the community aspect is real these girls actually get on the calls and we coach each other and answer each other's questions and so it's really facilitating a community aspect of coaching which i think is so important because no one person has all of the answers for you so that's why we believe so very strongly in the model that we're creating okay i've gone a bit off script there guys (laughs) So all of our current, this is the most important thing for you right now, up, coming up to this March launch. All of our current members will have access to these perks too. So nothing's changing for them. They'll get the opportunity to have the extra one-on-one call if they want to take it. They're going to get to come to all of the amazing events that come up. But the benefit is that if you join this month, this month on March 13th, You'll get all of that access for the current significantly discounted price of $12.99. And that stays for life. So in April, the price will be rising significantly. So if you join this month, you'll get in one month early. You'll get it for half the price. And then that just gives us time to prepare for the April launch and make sure all of the changes are 100% implemented. But you are going to be saving like 50% so get on in mark your calendars for March 13th and if you're not on the waitlist yet head to waitlist.thehasociety.com get your name on that list to secure your spot in the group and if you want more information on the society just head to thehasociety.com okay guys I really hope that you enjoy today's podcast episode let's get to it hey everyone welcome back to the hyperthalamic amenorrhea podcast i am joined here with samantha kellgren i feel, i wanted to just like stop speaking in that moment i was like ah. samantha Kalgren, part two is what i was gonna say we're back here with part two of my call of my call my interview with samantha kellgren we released an episode on november like fourth and she and I were supposed to do a and a where I had collected these questions from you guys and we just started talking and we never got to any of the questions <laughs> but it was still a really good episode but we're here with part two to actually get to the questions so welcome back to the show Sam remind our listeners who you are and what you do
1: yeah which we just talked at length about. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah yeah and so I, you know, on paper, I'm a health and mindset coach, and I am really helping women find, in the fluffiest way, find that balance. We've swung mm-hmm. from extremes, and none of that feels good. And how do you get back into the state of more flow of enjoying your life every single day instead of okay, when I reach X Y Z goal? That is when I'm going to slow down and, and enjoy what I've been working towards because um, that day never comes when you have that mindset of go, 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 right? Whether it's physically, emotionally, whether it's your job, um, I just see, like you see as well, we just work, 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 and don't take the time to enjoy it. I hope you enjoy that.
0: <laughs> right. I love it. Welcome to show. Yeah, we had a whole thing we just talked about figuring out like what what your help statement is like what do you actually do for people it, and it, it's really hard to articulate with what it's we do.
1: Well, down it's such a big it's a feeling. It's this mm-hmm. feeling of lightness, this this feeling of getting out of that overwhelm and these expectations that I mean honestly we put on ourselves, at least the women that I work with are very harsh on themselves and they want more. And they think doing more is going to get them there, finding that one thing that will that will set them free. And um, it's different for everybody. You're not going to find it in a blog post. You're not going to find it in a five-step you know, freebie. It is day-to-day asking yourself and finding who you are and what you mm-hmm. really want out of your daily life. Because it's happening now. <laughs> your life is happening every single day. And if you don't stop and figure out, is this what I want, it's goodbye.
0: It's going to be gone. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today. I'm excited to get into these questions and just put some truth bombs and knowledge into these amazing listeners' minds. Okay. Nikki asks, how do you recommend HA's talk or explain HA to recommended third parties? So I think this means how do you like talk to your doctor about it?
1: Okay. Yeah. That's how I was taking that. Um, Cause mm-hmm. it's the difference, Right. Talking to friends who ask what's going on. And I'm talking with doctors and this is great to bring up um, because you need to know where they stand. Right. You need to know where this doctor stands. Well, that's, I mean, I'm, I don't want to assume, but I'm going to assume it's going to be a RE. It's going to be a fertility specialist. is typically where that goes. <laughs> yeah. If you're wanting to get your period back. I, you know, I like to bring in the book, no period, now what? Even if you're not going through it, to be like, this is not just me thinking these things. This is a book of evidence. Um, and that's going to depend on the doctor's personality, kind of feeling them out. Stating what you know. I feel like that is the best step. I recently, I've had my period back for over a year, but I recently went to a new OB and just gave him a brief little history. And I was like, look, this is what I was doing. This is how this manifested. Um, I've I found that, that these things are helping me get back in balance. Putting it all out there and seeing how they respond. Um, some are going to be very receptive, but some, if they feel, I mean, it's just being so delicate, right? If they feel attacked, if they feel like you're coming in there with, all this information and assuming they don't agree, that's not going to be a great relationship. But the biggest thing is not being afraid to walk away and find someone else. If you feel you're not being listened to, if they are dismissive of what you bring in, if they don't agree, don't waste your time. There are enough doctors that are going to listen to you and have some idea about this. If they don't know enough, They can work with you through it with what you know and look into it more if they're interested in learning. Maybe they do know a lot about it. That's amazing. But bringing it up and not being afraid to show your knowledge because you don't want to hurt their feelings because you don't want to be the one that's bossy. I mean, that's how we as women feel a lot. Um, Not being afraid to speak up for yourself and to walk away if it's not, if you don't feel right. If you don't yeah. feel like you're being heard, because that's the bigger thing, because who do you, you don't want to work with a doctor who is not who makes you feel like you're not heard in any capacity.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's probably a little scary because a doctor you know, traditionally is an authority figure. Right.
1: Exactly. 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 Yeah.
0: I had a um, one of my coaching calls yesterday, actually, she had just gotten her period back. She was super excited and she went to a doctor. She ha- actually happened to be. Having an appointment with her doctor that day. That's just how that works every time, and the doctor was just mostly concerned about the weight she had gained as a result. And she had tried to explain it, but um, you know, he was mostly just concerned about like her going in the other direction and and getting metabolic syndrome or um, PCOS or something like that based on like her weight alone. And she had to just like take a breath and she just had to have i guess some like compassion for the fact that this doctor is just like this isn't something that she can expect from this person based on their uh history you know based on what they've experienced and i think really as well coming into any conversation with anyone about aj is to just think back about like well you didn't know one time and you probably thought this was ridiculous one time and I know that your doctor is meant to be a health professional. And I know that that kind of sucks, but they really are just another human being. <laughs> yeah.
1: And you're the typically, you know, within this culture, you're the minority. Hmm. They are, you think of the most of the clients that they see are the opposite of you. So it's their assumption is the other way. Yeah. So you're just like introducing them. You're an ambassador <laughs> for this other section of the population.
0: Yeah, so they assume that you gained this 25 pounds in – they're making an assumption about how and why. They're making an assumption that you did it with, you know, certain food groups and that you were just lazy.
1: They're <laughs> not interested in going back. They're assuming that you're not interested in working, you know, that you need motivation, mm. life, right? And yeah, like, yeah. Know you <laughs> know – you so just taking it slow like you said um compassion empathy goes a long long way with everything really
0: yeah you know you're right it's fine
1: (laughs) exactly (laughs) brush it off
0: (laughs) thank you thank you okay koala kick asks experience and symptoms while trying to conceive during recovery so this is interesting and you mentioned when when we were looking at these questions together that you could You might also touch on going through IVF while recovering and that timeline um, and where that's at. So maybe touch on that too, but experience and symptoms while trying to conceive during recovery, this, this could be taken as either trying to get pregnant before actually getting your first period and just like trying to nail ovulation or like being within your three, your three recovery period window and trying to conceive. Right. Depends how you want to take that.
1: I mean, I can just share my experience. Although, yeah. you know, I think that my my first instinct is to be like, okay, when you're trying to conceive or just trying to get your period back, both of these have you highly tuned into every mm-hmm. little symptom that you feel and overthinking every single thing. And the more control you can release and let things happen, it, no one likes to hear this because <laughs> it's like, relax about it. But what I mean more is, Read a little less into this. If you're solid and like, I know what um, physically I should be doing and I'm in a good spot there, don't take in more information. It's going to confuse you. You're going to look at, oh, maybe I need this supplement. This supplement. I had the question the other day of what fertility supplements do you recommend? And less is more. Like mine Mm was like, prenatal multivitamin. Honestly, start there. (laughs) or work with your doctor if there's something you're deficient in. Um, But don't overthink things. Basics are best. And just being curious as to see what happens, letting go of that timeline of I need to be pregnant by this date, I need my period back by this date so I can get pregnant by this time. Um, All those are these stressors that we put on ourselves and you're not going to enjoy, you're not going to feel what your body needs because you are overthinking every single thing. Um, my timeline, like I, you know, we kind of alluded to was a little different. I didn't know it was specifically HA until we were pretty much into IVF. So, um, I knew that I needed to gain some body fat and it's like essentially what HA is, but I didn't have that word around it. And so I understood it way less. I didn't know how everything played together. So I had cut back on running. I gained a little weight, but slowly as we approached IVF and then I found out there is a name for this and read more about it. That is when I went, um, much more dedicated and concentrated in, in recovering. That's when I stopped running completely and that was to give myself a mental break from it to say, what do I, do I still love running? Am I just doing this? Cause I've been doing it. Um, I mean, it's really hard. It's really hard to be doing both of those things at the same time. Because you're trying to recover, you're trying to get pregnant. It's a lot of pressure you're putting on yourself. So I think the least pressure that you can put on yourself while doing that, the better. The more you can dive into something else that has nothing to do with fertility, with hormones, getting your period back, the less you can think about it, the more intuitive and natural it's going to come. My period came back when my son was a year and a half. It was about three months after I had stopped nursing him. Um, And it was the last thing on my mind. I wasn't like day in and day out, is it going to come back today? Is it going to come back today? I was busy with him. I was busy with, we just moved like six months before that and like being reacclimated in a new city, learning a new town, making new friends. Like my interests and, and focus was everywhere else.
0: So your mind was just preoccupied with life. Like a right. real life.
1: Living my life. <laughs> yeah. And even just
0: anecdotally, I know people, I just know so many people that this has happened to. We had some friends who just desperately were trying to get pregnant for two years and nothing was happening. So they, they went down the foster child route. They ended up getting so, because they got offered a foster child. And If the foster child has a sibling, there's a lot of pressure to take the sibling. And so they went overnight from having one child to having two through having no child, no children to having two. And those were special needs children as often happens in the foster system. Um, And they were just so busy, so busy that with these children that they are, then they got pregnant. Um, That's I guess, like, right. I mean, that's how that works. That was the the main, the main change was their priorities, their focus shifted and it, Yeah, Yeah, their focus shifted.
1: And and doing what, I mean, that's my whole thing. It's like doing what you, is this how you want to live your daily life? Mm. And, you know, they wanted kids. So they're, okay, we're going to make that happen. And they did it and they found out a way to do that. And then it naturally happened. That's, it's crazy how many times that happens. And you can't rely on that happening, obviously, because then when you put your focus on, okay, I'm not going to try, like you're still, (laughs) you're still there. (laughs) You're still there. About it, but the less you can, you know, I stopped doing the ovulation test strips. So I was like, I don't like waiting for these results. I don't like testing this. I don't like doing it. <laughs> so it does
0: come down to preference because also while we're talking, I have this um amazing woman in the HA Society. Shout out to Erica if you're listening. She, however, was the opposite. She was I think um in her thirties and feeling a little bit like time is running out. So she had gotten her period back quite recently and she actually went, she did go into full on like operation make a baby now mode. And this worked for her. And if you knew, if you know her personality, this also makes like a ton of sense, but she, she did a a combination of the like, Fertility awareness tracking. She tracked her temperature all through ha, um, all throughout having ha, Mm -hmm. looking for that obvious shift in temp in temperature, looking for all those really clear um, signs. She used a lot of technology to help, um, different like fertility monitors and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But then also she coupled it in with just the easiest possible thing you could do, which is have sex every two days. Um, But but she's just like. Probably the minority, but those people are out there where like, that is what is going to relax you is like knowing that you're doing everything you can.
1: Does that make you feel good? And as soon as it becomes a stress, knowing that you don't have to do whatever it is you're doing, because if it is stressing you out that you don't know your temperature and it would make you feel better if you did, then take your temperature. Yes. You can always stop. You can always start. Test these different things out. And I think that's what we get into is we think, oh, I should do it that way. Oh, this person did it this yes. way. Yes, comparison. Right. Way. right, right. And so that's why I always say, like, the second you feel overwhelmed, stop reading about it. Stop listening to it. Even this podcast, which is amazing, take a, take a week break. Don't listen to anything about it. Get your thoughts, see how you feel about it, and then you can reintroduce it. Because then you're going to be listening to it with an open mind. You're going to hear someone's story and say, oh, that's great. Yeah, that's not for me like that. I can't, I couldn't do that. Or I don't agree with that way for me. Um, instead of trying every single thing, if you tried you know, every guest that you have on, okay, I'm going to do it that way. The next guest you'll do, okay, I'm going to do it that way. That's when you're in the state of overwhelm and you're not listening to yourself and trusting that you know what you need to do to make you feel complete and at ease
0: yeah it's just like a mind shift yes. shift. whatever the heck works for you like
1: yeah. we're all
0: just so wildly different um
1: exactly oh yeah. my god that is why you know someone asked about like your what i programs i offer i'm like i just do one-on-one coaching because mm-hmm. there is not one thing to do (laughs) okay follow these steps and you're gonna feel more balanced no like someone feels can feel very I was talking about self-care and what do you do for self-care and it's like honestly I cleaned my fridge the other day and that felt amazing that was amazing self-care I could tell (laughs) you to clean your fridge and you're gonna be like that is the last thing I want to do and that is stressing me out thinking that I need to go through everything so it is yeah everyone is so wildly different you're so right
0: (laughs) yeah I love that fridge example because sometimes it's like taking time to look after my house means that I am slowing down in these other places that I can be a bit more neurotic about and then I have some clients too where like this is half this wildly different comparison of some people are like so busy with their work and and They just need to slow down and maybe take like a sabbatical from their work, whereas other people are so, and this is what happened to me, um, into their training and their um, nutrition and yada, yada, that they could be applying that energy to this like creative outlet that is work And, and educating some of my clients on the fact that your work can be creative if you allow it to be. I like, I find making this podcast running the HA society to be an extremely creative outlet and to be busy with exercise and my body image and stuff is taking away from my ability to like pour into that passion and into that purpose. And so for me, that worked for me and for many of my other clients, it's like, you have this dream of starting a business and you keep putting it off because you feel like, A, you need to be at a certain point in your career. You don't like you have imposter syndrome. You feel like you're not good enough, beautiful enough, thin enough, successful enough yet to go out and do these things. And those limiting beliefs are stressful. Those are holding you back. And so literally we'll work towards that. And then for other people, we, we don't go near that. <laughs>
1: Yes, yes, no, it's, uh, yep. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I feel, I think
0: we're making sense. (laughs) I think we make sense.
1: Well, and it's it's hard to put words, like we said at the beginning, it's hard to put words around this kind of feeling when it's like, well, you'll know it when you feel it. Um, And so it's very hard to put that into a definition and Mm. into a category um, because it is this feeling of, you know, Alignment, and it's such a fluffy word, but you know when you're out of it, and you know when it's something doesn't feel right. And like you said, waiting for—that's why I work with my clients with—is instead of waiting, waiting to you hit a goal weight, and waiting till you hit a fitness goal, waiting till mm-hmm. you're back, waiting until you're pregnant, waiting till you're at a certain income level, till well, when I'm in a bigger house, when I have more time—that's never going to come. You have to make that work, and you are in charge of how you manage your feelings. You're in charge of how you feel. How do you want to feel every day when you wake up? Because if you're not feeling that way, then you have to change something. It's not just, it's not just going to change. It's not just going to lift and you'll feel like you have more time and more energy and more excitement. Mm
0: -hmm. Something
1: needs to change and it's up to you to facilitate that. And it's going to be different for every single person.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, I know my husband's a man, but, um, like we just, we went through this with him and he just quit his job and he's going to take six months off because he couldn't stop waking up feeling a certain way and living his life in a way that he just didn't want. And it took us a really long time to get to that point, but it was like, you just need to make this radical change and that's um, okay.
1: And that's okay. Yes. I, oh my gosh, that's, I, (laughs) I said one session with this new counselor and it's amazing. And I was saying, okay, i you know, I had started with just HA and I wanted to expand because I'm like, this is a bigger feeling. I don't want to just talk about body image because yeah. what I'm talking about is a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what's the fear in doing that? Like, oh, that people are going to think that I don't know what I coach on, then I'm flip flopping and can't land on this. And she was like, what's wrong with that? I'm like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it's just judgment. Yes. I mean, judging yes. myself. Okay. I'm back. I'll, okay. I get you. <laughs> it's crazy though. We all do it in different ways. Yeah. judgment, Right. And it's usually us judging ourselves is what it always, <laughs> always comes down to.
0: Yeah. It's funny how we have this story in our head that like people, people are watching us flip flop. I think we all do it. I, th- I feel that way sometimes too. Like there's Danny, she's trying something different, but I think there's also, um, when we have those thoughts about other people, which literally last like a second. So who even cares? But when we have those thoughts about other people, it's often tinged with a, a tiny little bit of envy sometimes that that person is brave enough to go out there and fail or or to iterate, right? Because yeah. everything is just about constant iteration. You are never going to stay the same. But if you never dive into making a change, you're not iterating and you're not growing. You're, st- <laughs> you're staying exactly the same.
1: Oh my God. I had this amazing coaching call last night with a client that she... You know, we were talking about that idea of, you know, she has a young child now too. And she's like, oh, it felt really fun. My husband and I went out we like went to a party and I used to like, you know, party all the time every weekend. That's what I did. And then it wasn't fun because it was routine, but now it's fun to go back there. And it's like, it would be really weird if you did the exact same things and had the same interests as you did at 20 at 35. Yeah. Like what is wrong with you? Why are you never changing? It changes exciting We you want it and it's scary and that's why we're scared to to dive in, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone's doing the same thing. <laughs> no one is immune.
0: <laughs> yeah, everyone's constantly growing and changing and
1: it's growth. That's why we're here.
0: <sighs> yeah. So don't be afraid to make a change, guys, and like what is this prior identity that you're holding on to so tightly? Like, what's so good about it (laughs) that it doesn't need an upgrade? I don't understand.
1: Right. Yes. Yes. What is so good about it?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's finish off with this final question, which I like because it presents as tactical, but it ends up being another mindset question, I think, in my opinion. But we'll see. This question comes from Don. I always choose your questions, Don. So you're pretty much a part of the show. She asks... How do you gain and then maintain weight effectively for recovery? I'm going to give you my answer first um, because I just already have it ready.
1: It can go a lot of ways.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does. So how do you gain weight and then maintain it? So the, that's the thing. And it, and it ties into what we were just talking about, which is why I wanted to ask it you can only gain the, you can only maintain the weight effectively and effectively means gain enough weight that I always have a period. um, If you have done the mindset work, you can't just do the work to get your period back and then be like waiting, waiting so hopefully to go back to how you were before and expect to keep that period. So you need to be doing both of the the, the physical work like the eating more the resting more of getting your period back and you need to be doing the mindset work so that when you do get it back you are a different person who is ready to let go of of who they of like not who they used to be but those habits that they used to have and I really think that you can't you can't maintain the weight and get your period back if you aren't mentally doing the work to to be okay and not just be okay but to love this new body that you're in and i mean yeah i'm just going to leave it there
1: no it's the control thing and the mindset is the control and letting go mm. of that you will maintaining the weight that your body wants to be at should feel effortless yes i like that like you should not be thinking about it my scale broke I haven't used it in months. So I, I know my weight when I go to the doctor, like that's the only time I see it. And it's funny. And I, cause I've been going, we're trying to get pregnant with the second. And so I've been going more often than, you know, once a year, however, it's maybe once a month or every six weeks that I see my weight and it has stayed the same. And I'm not, putting any effort towards that (laughs) I am working out in a way that feels good um I am not I haven't counted calories in probably a year and a half or so I don't know honestly um I'm eating what I want with the knowledge that I have on what Mm -hmm. my body likes and what is good for me I am not feeling guilt around it and my weight is in this like literally like one pound range with not I'm not trying Mm -hmm. and that's that's how you maintain it it's getting to that level and where you get your period back and then being able to let go of that control because and this is what I say a lot is you know there's not a so I hate like meal plans and you know when they show celebrity diets of this is what so-and-so eats and this is the workout plan they follow. You and I can eat, I say this all the time, you and I could eat the exact same thing, do the exact same workouts and our bodies are going to respond differently. Mm -hmm. So there is not a thing to follow to, Oh, this is the number of calories I ate to get my period back. This is the exact number I need. You still have that control. You're speaking out about a new number. Mm
0: -hmm. You're
1: trading it. (laughs) So it's to let go of that control and trust that you know how to feed yourself and when you inevitably overeat one day that you don't carry guilt about it that when you inevitably under eat Mm -hmm. one day because who knows what your day is like that you don't freak out about it it's knowing that it's gonna be this um ebb and flow Think of how a toddler eats. It's not the same thing every day. It's not the same amount every day. They're not tracking it. They're not, you know, well, I worked out more today, so I should be hungry today. No, it's just like calming down about it <laughs> and knowing that you can overeat and it's okay. You're going to probably undereat the next day because you won't actually be as hungry, but not because you're counting calories, not because you have this tight grip on it care less (laughs) to sum up (laughs) care less, but it is, is that mindset work you care less because you've done this mindset work and because you've discovered who you are and what you want out of your life. And it is not maintaining a certain weight. Mm
0: -hmm. I
1: hope it's not that that's what you want out of your life is to maintain a certain weight.
0: Yeah. To effectively maintain your healthy period. It is to like, it kind of is to care less which is super hard and no one's saying that you're going to be able to like adopt that mindset overnight you need to go through the process of like practicing it journaling about it yeah Yeah. but you will get there you really will
1: and it's increments and you know i think that when we talk about body i hate the word acceptance but just um no better word for it body love maybe um well it's
0: like do you like the new body neutrality where you're just like
1: yeah. oh yes that's a good one because i'm like it's not like you don't care about your body <laughs> but you're, you're
0: just like a neutral on how it looks like that's just yeah. not a part of the uh so many of us have that very high on the criteria of like where my health status is is like because i look fit and healthy right. but You can actually remove that from the list. It's
1: it's the mind. You feel, how do you want to feel? Again, going back to how do you feel? How do you want to feel in your body? Hmm. And when we, I think we have this idea that, oh, I'm going to reach this point where I will look in the mirror, no matter what I look like, I will always love every part of me. And it's not exactly true. You're going to have days where you don't feel great. And like, but it doesn't like become the spiral and downfall of who you are as a person. It's just like, I don't love how I look in this shirt. Yeah. (laughs) I love this right now. And often when that is happening, at least with me, it's because of something else. It's not just how I look. It's like, I've had a rough day emotionally or, you know, something like that. This outside force is showing up and I don't I also don't like how I look, but when I'm in an amazing mood because all the other forces have aligned and I'm having a good day, I'm feeling joyful, I'm positive, I've gotten all the things that I want to do that day, um, it is much harder to bring me down by looking in the mirror. And so once you start to notice that, like there is that link of how am I feeling about myself shows up and how I think that I look, it's it's wild how interconnected it is. And we just kind of ignore that.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. You said like it, that it's wild how interconnected it is. Like I'm just thinking, and this is probably a side tangent, but mirrors are like a man-made construct. Like I feel like the most that we had originally in ye olde days, back in the caveman days, as everyone says, um, it was like the reflection in water or something. And like, we're not even meant to be that connected to how we look. This is such a Danny thought that there are so yeah. many people that are going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? But you'll never actually like see yourself. This is like trippy.
1: All the time. Like
0: You'll see yourself. You'll see your image in photos. You'll see your reflection. You'll see yourself in video, but you'll never see yourself live. You can see your hands and stuff, but like you, you will never look at you and we, were we really ever meant to, but no, no, so deeply every inch of our appearance, because the only way that we can is by all of these ways that we've invented. And so I also think like, if you didn't, if you had no mirrors and you didn't weren't able to see your reflection for a month, like how would that change what your mind is, is like yeah take it, it, it you trigger you see your, your reflection every morning check your body out that contributes to then some of the thoughts and decisions you will make about your food and your behavior and your self-perception that will contribute to that um you know throughout the rest of the day but if that trigger that reflection that image of yourself wasn't there how would that change your entire day's trajectory
1: Totally. And, and the easiest, like one little way to do that is to get rid of the scale because that is just another Mm. number. So that's a very small way to experiment with that. If I don't know what I weigh, I don't know that number. If, If you're someone who's very tied to that number, if you remove that, how to notice how that changes. And also the thought of, even if you could physically see what you look like, um, there's this other part that is our personality and our our essence that we are not factoring in in any way when we look in the mirror. Mm. We're not seeing how we make someone feel. We're not seeing how our reactions and you know this two-way conversation shows up in and who I am seen as as a person. We are just looking at the physical part and not thinking about like, oh, I like made that person like stranger crack up because I said some like joke or something mm-hmm. or some comment that I made. Um, that is how they're seeing me, not just how I look. They're seeing my my facial expressions, my how I react to things, what I have to say. And we factor none of that in. Like there's not, you know, I don't know. I always say think of Pinterest when we see like <laughs> – the workouts and stuff like that, none of that is in there of how you want to leave someone feeling and what their thoughts are about you as a person, not just how you look. Because that's what we take in with other people. You know, and you ever think of like, and God, when you're like dating or something and you think someone's really attractive and then their personality comes out and suddenly they are not attractive at all. (laughs) It's because it's not just... Looked right,
0: suddenly you're like, I, they are, I- or more so for me, my experience was more like, this person is not conventionally like handsome, or like, this is like a really white, freckly, redhead kid who's super scrawny, and and like, why am I obsessed with this guy? <laughs> and it's because. It's because they're, let, they're making you feel a certain way or reminding you of something that's like comforting. Like it, it's something else and has nothing to do with how they look.
1: That is a great kind of takeaway, like exercise to do of think of who you find attractive that's in your life. You know, that's not just like, and maybe it even is a celebrity. Maybe it's like, yeah, no one else seems to find them attractive. But when I see them in interviews, I'm very attracted to them. Why is that? And it's gonna—you're gonna list all these things that are not physical features. Mm. Like, oh, their nose is this shape. Like, no. Oh my I
0: god, I have so many examples of of people I'm attracted to, and I don't know why.
1: Right? And you don't know why, and it's because it's this thing that you can't put your finger on, and that's why. Um. One of the exercises I do with people is like, okay, let's look at your identity and who you are. And none of it is physical and mm-hmm. this essence that you bring and why your friends are friends with you and why your spouse is married to you and what makes you an amazing daughter and or aunt or mom, whatever it is. And literally none of them are well, you have a six pack or <laughs> you are <laughs> yeah. way the Like none of them. Um and we know this, but it, you have to keep reminding yourself because we kind of forget it. And it kind of just gets dampened down. And then it's like, oh, no, right. This is who I am. Who am I really? What do I want out of life? What What do I want to leave people with when I leave the room or when I show up? Why are they happy to see me? And it's not, oh, the pretty one is here. Like, no, it's like, no. oh, let's talk, you know? And it's it's just so easy to forget when we get so wrapped up in the scale, the mirror, and all of that feedback.
0: Yeah. I love that exercise. Any of you guys who do that, let us know how that landed for you. Um,
1: What's your top three? I'm like, and list a ton out and get, I always have to say, is like, brag about yourself. If you think you're funny, write down funny. You don't have to be like, oh, I don't know if it's kind of feels like, Mm. you know, conceited to think that I'm really smart or intellectual or witty Mm -hmm. write it down if that's what comes to your mind write it down don't Mm -hmm. like don't be you know shy about it brag about yourself why are you amazing
0: yes i get to write down for some reason people like my voice okay cool because i didn't have to do anything
1: (laughs) oh my god and it helps to have someone else Mm. say it.
0: yeah other other things
1: Right. Right.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. Like if you, it helps to write it down and like hide it away. So mm-hmm. no one else will ever see it. If that's what allows you to really be honest mm-hmm. with it, do that.
0: Oh my God. It's actually one of, I haven't done it in a while and I need to get back into it. But when I first went into HA, I would journal every morning. And when I went into HA recovery, I would journal every morning and I would just talk myself. Up and it's so much fun. It makes it way more exciting to journal in the morning because you're not just, because um, there's also the tactic of dumping out all of your negative thoughts that you've had about yourself, which can be really helpful. But then it can also be helpful to, after that, brag about yourself. And sometimes it's so funny. You just think of every little thing you love about yourself. I have written stuff like people pay serious money for eyebrows as thick as this. And like my – like just even if you need to get physical about it, right, like because you're having a bad body image day or like I have the straightest teeth and I did not have to have braces. And these nail beds are like also something people pay a lot of money for. And these are the things you're ignoring about your appearance that that you love. And then you get into your personality, right? You're like, I'm infectious. Like people think – you know, people tell me that when I, when I smile, they smile and, and it's just, it's really enjoyable actually to just talk yes. about all these things about yourself.
1: Because that's not something you can just change. That's who you are. That's mm-hmm. what, like, with, like you said, like without effort, mm-hmm. what do you do without effort, that is just comes easy to you that, especially to look at it in those terms of what do you have or what do you do that people pay for? Yeah. Oh my God, nothing makes you feel better. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't mind getting a little getting a little shallow. You could be like, these curls, Hmm. I can never have those curls. My hair is so straight. <laughs> my hair is just so straight. That would never, ever happen. And I would pay cash money for that. So like the, and we've all got something like that.
1: We've all got something. Yes, yes. Even when, and that's when you want to write it down is when you feel like you don't. Like make yourself think about it.
0: Yeah. Love it. Um, also, we, we, we have to finish up. I have a call right after this. Um, also want to just apologize to any of the super pale, freckly redheads that I may have offended. Uh, you're actually gorgeous. And I have some, I know some very, very gorgeous ones. I just have a very specific person in my mind that I was thinking of when I was giving that example. That's what I, was I Just want you to know that if you match that description, you're not who I was talking about. (laughs) 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 Thank you so much for joining me today and just having this chit chat. It was really fun to just freestyle on some questions with you. I hope we do it again. Where can people catch up with you and and learn about you?
1: Yeah, well, I am on Instagram, which (laughs) they unban me. Oh, my God. I shared a meme and got restricted, but I am at Simply While Coaching. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's, it's of, up there now it's up i just
1: it's hilarious you're like i can't find you I'm like what did i do oh i shared something about discovery this, yeah, i
0: i used the c-o-v-i-d but, word
1: I don't, i'm like not talking about it now um yeah but i'm at simply while well coaching my website is simplywellcoaching.com i have a facebook group which you can find in both of those places i do regular which i need to have you in the facebook group we need to do just like a Interview to post in there. No, um, oh, sounds fun. A little housekeeping. Um, but yeah, I do live coaching in there. It's a great place for community. It's not just HA. It is for, yeah. I mean, women who want to feel how I'm talking about today. That is who it is for. If that resonates with you, come join me. This is what I talk about. This is what I post about. Mm-hmm. I offer free 30 minute mindset jumpstarts. So if you feel like you've got this block that you want to get rid of, that you want to get over, you want to wake up feeling amazing, you don't know. Where to go, or even what's wrong. If that calls to you, let's go on the phone and chat. Um, would love to talk to you. And yeah, thank you for thank you for having me again. I feel like we Thanks. could do this monthly.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. There's a few people where I just should just have this rotation or create a panel where we have like a, a, the view. Oh
1: Ooh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
0: Don't pull more ideas in my head. I can't have any more ideas. It's too much.
1: Oh, All right. balance. Bring it back down. <laughs> Bring it back
0: down. Okay. Thank you so much and everyone have an amazing day. All right